Okay, Baruch Hashem, Mishnah Taira, Hilchas Tfila, the laws of davening, Perik Shishi, the sixth Perik, speaks about, uh, this Perik speaks about different things regarding davening, different things around, not about Shmanesi itself, but different things related to Shmanesi and around it. I guess that's how we, we, we would uh, describe this Perik. Miscellaneous halach is related to davening. Halach perik aleph. Halach aleph. Sorry. Also leilah dem laver achoyde beisakneses bishosh atzibem ispalden. One is forbidden to go past the shul at the time that the people are davening. Bishosh atzibem ispalden. You're not allowed to go past the shul when people are davening in the shul. Because if you're diving in the shul and you're not going in, it looks like you're, I'm almost say at the end of the halacha, it looks like you're for the people that are mavatal tefillah. You know, you're not, you're not, you're not, you don't take it serious. So the Ramam says there's exceptions. Three exceptions. Elim One exception is if you're carrying a package. You're carrying a package. There is. Why didn't you go in? Because you're busy. You're carrying a package. Or this shul has two doors on two different sides. They see you didn't go to this side. They assume you're going to go to the other side. The guy who sees says, Maybe he's going to go into the other entrance. And the third thing is, but they can see is, if there's two different shuls in the city, the guy sees he's not going in, he'll say, maybe he's going to the shul that he favors, he likes a different shul, likes going there better. So that's three different exceptions. Now, Ramos says, if he is wearing tefillin, so then, he's allowed to pass by the shul by the time the people are davening. Even though he doesn't have one of these three excuses, he's not carrying a package, there's no other door, and there's no other shul. Nevertheless, if he's wearing tefillin, he still can pass by. Why? The tefillin show, they prove, he's wearing tefillin, means he really he cares about mitzvahs. He's not one of those people trying to ditch davening. Um, that's the first Allah. These are other, other, uh, other, um, Yesoyis in the Gemara where the Ramam took this from and, and, and the Shulchan Aruch it brings down if somebody was riding on an animal also we might think that he's not going to have someone to watch his animals so it's also another excuse not to go and the Ramam doesn't mention it some say the Ramam didn't in his Gemara didn't have that gear set Halacha Beis HaMispal Lematzibur somebody that's davening with a minion Lo Yarech B'Tfilosa Yerisamedai he shouldn't daven too long. It seems like in the olden days they would wait for everybody to finish davening. They wouldn't want to leave anyone out. So he shouldn't daven too long. You make people wait. If someone's davening alone, then it should be Then it's up to him. It's, it's, it's up to his discretion. However long he wants to daven, he can daven. If he wants to say after he finishes davening, maybe he wants to say the whole seder, which is pretty long, he can say, so too, if he wants to add 
to any one of the middle brachas, the middle 13 brachas of Shemun Esrei, something similar to that bracha, he's allowed to add to that bracha. Now, how do you add to the bracha? Allah gimel keitzad. Well, how do you add to the brachas? If someone had somebody that he, that he knows that was sick. So in the bracha of Rafa'inu, the brachas choylem, he can ask over there, mercy for this person that's sick. According to the clarity of his tongue, according to the ability of his expression, that he's able to express himself. In other words, there's no specific nusach. It's according to however he's able. If he needed parnasah, so he should add a bakasha, a supplication, a request in the bracha birchaz hashanim. It says not yem yem if you have kavana by Saint Talmud in the Berachas Hashanah you have kavana for the chitim for matzis and the esig for pay for sukkis yeishayim the grapes for the wine so then everything's included. So too, and all the brachas you can add something similar to that bracha. If somebody wants to ask for anything, so Shemei Tfilah is a general bracha, but you can ask any request. In fact, I, I, I remember my father-in-law, when he was old, and old, he wasn't well, wasn't so old, he was, you know, he's in Saif Yomav, so I used to help him daven at home, he used to even, so he, he used to stop by Shema Kelenu, and he would, he would have a whole list of all the Zeniklach, and he would, would stand there for a ganz while, diving for everybody in Shema Kelenu. So, Shoyal is allowed to ask in Shemir Tfilah. You see in the Baal Shemtiv Siddur, it's in the Rebbe's library, you can see that it's different Talmudim wrote their names over there to daven. You're not, you're not allowed to add anything, to ask anything in the three first brachas and the three last brachas. Ah, you're going to ask, we add Zechreinu Lechayim, etc. So the Mepharshim explained that that's not Tzorchi Yochi, that's Tzorchi Rabim, therefore you can add it. You say you shouldn't add it too long, but the Alchem also says, Also, a person is not, and you, by the way, if you medayik over here, you see the Ramam's lashon sheyitam klum. It doesn't say sheyoychal. It says sheyitam. A person shouldn't even taste. And some say it means even water. Some people say. Some say it doesn't mean water. But in any case, it means you shouldn't eat anything. or do any work. Once the day breaks, once it's morning, until after you daven shachis. You're not allowed to listen to the radio, check your WhatsApps. Love <laughs> Okay. So too, you're not allowed to go to ask somebody how he's doing. You're not allowed to, you know, is go, go to him. If you happen to come to Shul and someone's there and he says good morning to you, or you say good morning to him, it's fine. Told me now that go to, to somebody else to, to, for, to greet, for salutations. You should not travel before you daven. Now, brings a shachanach, there's a caravan going, get him, Mr. Caravan, so then you can go. 
However, you're allowed to taste, you're allowed to do malacha before you daven musif. Before you daven mincha. What kind of things is called teimas? He mentions like fruits or even a little bit of bread, but not a meal. Not even a sudas aray, but just a teima. You're not to eat a suuda before Mincha. What the Rama means here, the Rama doesn't say if it means Mincha Gedele, Mincha Gitana, there's different opinions what the Rama means. Aloha, hey. Kivan Shigiz Man Mincha Gedele, once it came the time of Mincha Gedele, which is six and a half hours since the day starts, so it's the break of the day into 12 parts. I mean, yeah, 12 hours. It's after six and a half hours, which is the time that people dive in Mincha, the earliest Mincha, Mincha Gedele. When that time comes, a person who didn't have mincha yet should not go into the merchatz. The merchatz is the olden days they had a bathhouse with a shvitz. Even if he's not going to take a shower, he's just going to get warm and to shvitz, get shvitzed. Shouldn't go, watch his pal till he dabs. The reason is because maybe he'll become faint from the, from the, from the sweat, from the, from the, from the heat. He bought him an atfila and he'll go without davening. A person shouldn't go in to eat even a temporary su'uda. Here it says, because maybe once he starts eating, he'll bring up his appetite and eat more and a little more and taste this. And a dying should not go in to judge a case, even if they already heard the whole case and they're just going in to finish up, to, to Paskin. Why? Maybe an objection will come to the ruling, and the ruling will be overturned, and they'll have to go make a whole new hearing, or a whole new discussion, and then he won't get under but not davening. A person should not sit in front of a barber to get a haircut. I feel it to spoil his head yet, even if it's a haircut. That's not a it's not a haircut that's needed special care. It's a haircut that doesn't need special care. It's regular haircut. It doesn't need they say in in in, in, in Gemara that a coin godel his haircut needed long time. He had to be specific size. His hair had to be not too short, not too long. He needed to profession. But a regular person, you go zoom zoom and that's it. Nevertheless, you can't do it actually spal till you have is maybe the scissor will break. And it brought down in the Akhrainim that if the barber has more than one scissor, it's fine. He has more than one machine, it's fine. Yeah. Because the whole reason is you shava azug and you won't until he fixes it, you you'll miss mincha. But the con is the borosiki samalchamincha chispalo. You should not go in. The tanner should not go into his hides close to mincha to the davens. Shema yirahefsed b'malachta. Maybe he'll see some damage, something not good in his work. Yis asikba and he'll become busy with it, try to fix the situation. Yis akim and he'll be held back from davening. If he was starting, if he started one of these things which we just mentioned, which he shouldn't have started, nevertheless, once he started Lo Yavsik, he doesn't have to stop. He can finish what he's doing, and after that he can daven mincha. Since he still has time. We're obviously talking about that he has still time. So then once he started, we let him finish. 
We said you shouldn't sit in front of a barber. But if you did, and you started, so you can finish, or say somebody started eating, you can finish. What's called started? says What's considered the beginning of the haircut? Once he puts the shmata from the barber on his knees, on the, in other words, he puts a protective gear to protect him from the hair, it shouldn't fall in his clothing. Once he puts that, that's considered that it started. What's considered that he started the merachats? When once he takes off his undershirt, What's considered the beginning of the tannery? Once he ties a clothing between his shoulders, obviously I mean it, I think it means an apron. It's like the professionals do. Once he puts on his apron, he started. What's the beginning of a meal? So that depends where he lives. The people live in Eretz Yisrael. They don't usually tighten their belt too tight. Once they wash their hands, then they can say they started. But before that, it's not, they didn't start. The people of Babel, would, they would tighten their, their belts, like it says in Cheskel, Chaguri, Eizibimasneim, and when they eat, they have to open their belt, loosen their belt. Once they open their belt, they, they, they started. When a dying starts a din, what is it considered starting the din? Once they put their talis on, because that's a derech of a, a dying to put a talis from the fear of the shechina, and that they shouldn't turn to, the, to this way and that way, their head should be covered, like this, they shouldn't be distracted. So once they once they put on that talus over the head, when they sit down, they start it. Meanwhile, if they're already sitting beforehand, and they already started the din beforehand, they already had a talus beforehand. What starts the din when the litigants start giving their 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 their, their statements? Even though. As mentioned in Perik Aleph, Davening Mayriv is Rishus Leyod Bayod Memlach Tebiyoyim. The person should not come home from work and say Oichol Maat. I'll first eat a little bit, Beishen Kimo, and I'll sleep a little bit. Ach Gaches Balol, and I'll daven after that. I want to freshen up, eat a little bit, take a little nap, and then we'll wake up and daven. Because maybe, perhaps the sleep will overcome him, and he won't be able to wake up. And him to Yosh and Kalalayla comes out, he'll sleep the whole night and miss Mayrev. Ella, what should he do? Miss Palalavi is first, yes, the Dava Mayrev. And after he eats Dava's Mayrev, then he can eat, he can drink, and he can sleep. And you're allowed to take a haircut, you're allowed to go into the bathhouse. Before Shachas, close to Shachas. Why? They only were goyzer by something that's that's usual, with something that's that's past that usually happens, which that is by mincha. Most people go by day. In the morning, it's something that's not usual, and they were not goyzer. Somebody that was 
learning Torah. So I think Talmudai came time to daven. He has to stop learning and he has to daven. What happens if his learning was his whole profession, like a Bashim bin Yechai? He didn't do anything else. He didn't stop for anything. He never even stopped to look at his WhatsApps. He, he was not Oisim Malach at all. He was learning Torah at the time of davening. He should not stop. Because the mitzvah of learning Torah is greater than the mitzvah of tefillah. So therefore he has to learn. Anyone that is Isaac he's like he's Isaac in Divrei Torah and he does not have to stop to daven. Somebody that's davening should not stop in the middle of Shemar Nesrei except if, it's, if his life depends upon it. Even if a king, a Yiddish king, says to you, Shalom Aleichem in the middle of Shemar Nesrei, you should not answer him. Because he's standing in front of the Eivish he has to not answer. However, he should stop in Milosh Manasseh to answer to the Goyesh king. Because if he doesn't answer, maybe the king will kill him. What happens to be standing in Milosh And he sees that the Goyesh king or a Anos, which is a dangerous gangster, coming to him. He should shorten the Shmanesse if possible to say just the beginning and end of every bracha. If he can't do that, because if he's going to do that, he's going to miss his flight to run away. Literally, he misses his flight. So then, Yavtik. Then he should stop and flee. Or answer if he has to answer. Also, if he saw snakes and scorpions coming towards him, if they reached him, and in that place they were deadly or venomous, he would stop because it's dangerous. And he would run away. By the way, there's a famous Sikh of the Rebbe about the Gemara says. That if Sheisha said, Akrov, if the Akrov comes, Poisik, he should run away. Nochosh, if a snake comes, he should not stop. The Rebbe explains over there the difference between a Nochosh and an Akrov. Nochosh represents, you know, obviously not good, but it's, it's warm. And therefore, it's, it's not, it, it does not such a big danger in Beruchnius. Akrov represents Kaltkite, it represents, you know, coldness. And that's more dangerous. For that, you have to run away. If they were not usual to be venomous in that place, be, to be deadly, he doesn't run away, he doesn't stop in Malishmanesley. The Ramam now says that women and slaves, and Ketanim, children, are all they're obligated to Davani. Obviously, the children are mitzad chinuch. The reason why women are mechuyiv to daven because davening is not a mitzvah. Says man grama. There's no time for it. 
Therefore, he's mukhayv, the woman is mukhayv to dab, even though she's part of a kiyashma. Because kiyashma is a mitzvah, say, she's mangram. Any person that's part of from Kiyashma, like a chosen, he doesn't have to daven either. And some people say it's a kavachomer. If he's if he's uh, if he's part of from Kiyashma, which is mederaisa, it's a tefila, which the time of davening is mederabbanan for sure he's part of. Anyone who's going to levaya, even though they're really a spirit tire there, they're not needed. They're still part of davening because it's still their their heart is is elsewhere and not mechuyev to daven. The Rebbe mentions when get the davening before eating before davening, but Rama mentions in Allah dalad you're not allowed to eat before you daven. So the Rebbe brings the famous story of the Tzemach Tzedek with his daughter-in-law, Rebbe Tzerifka. Rebbe Tzerifka was 18 years old. She became ill, and the doctors told her, by the way, then, it doesn't mention every detail of the story there in Nayyam but the, the doctors told her she had a few months to live. And the doctors told her she has to eat right when she wakes up in the morning. So, first of all, when he gave the prat that, that she said, you have, you have a few months to live, the Tzimach Tzedek said the doctors are, have rishos to heal, they don't have rishos to prescribe how much a person has to live. And when he gave to eating before davening, what was she doing? She, she didn't want to eat before davening. She used to wake up extra early and she used to daven quicker and then she can eat. So, so that, the Tzimach Tzadik was not happy about that. And the Tzimach Tzadik said that a Yid of Zayin Gezunt about Koyach, a Yid has to be strong, a Yid has to be, have strength. It's better, Gleicher essence, the daven and daven to the essence. It's better to eat in order to daven and to daven in order to eat. And 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 and, uh, and he told her to eat before she davens. The Rebbe Rashab once repeated the story to someone in Nichidis and told him that it's time Simcha. So Bchalal, this is also Ula Yeshloimet. This is based on halacha. This is not something that Tzimchat just said it as a Chassidish Averit or something or a Rebbe Sheinian. This is based on halacha. The Rambam said himself yesterday, Hametzayer yeah. potemel atfila. If somebody is, is, is has to eat before he davens, doesn't eat, he's tzar, he can't daven. So he posh, he needs to eat before he davens. So it's not just a, it's a posh halacha. Anyway.